Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. The aftermath of the release of the Modu Proprio Traditionis Custodis has been a constant stream of news, mostly of Catholics celebrating the inability of Francis to enforce the edict across the church. Stories abound with various bishops releasing statements saying they plan to study the issue, which is just coded language, for the most part to say that they plan to wait out Paca Papa Francis. Others invoke Canon 87 of the Code of Canon Law to say that they dismiss the priests in their diocese and the diocese in general from following it. That's probably not going to work. Today, I have news of how Francis is going to enforce this edict and an example of the steps being taken by some of the bishops to ensure that you are a good, loyal Catholic that recognizes the validity of what Bugnini the Stonecutter did and his friends from the acolytes of Henry VIII and Luther, what they all did together in designing a mass that looks exactly like their Sunday worship meals when they had the purpose to smash the belief in the real presence. That was one of their stated purposes. Your loyalty to the Novus Ordo is being tested subtly in some dioceses, and you can expect this to come to a diocese near you. Let's dive in. Let's begin with how some of the bishops will permit you to have what is yours by right as a Catholic of the Roman Rite, the traditional Latin Mass, which no pope has the right to abrogate. A listener sent me a link to a document that asks the person to sign saying how much they love the traditional Latin Mass, how it's enriched their lives, and hidden away is a single sentence swearing fealty and loyalty to the liturgical reform. The only thing missing is a similar swearing of allegiance to the Second Vatican Council, and I'm sure that's just an oversight. Even Paul VI said that nothing in Vatican II was binding on the faithful that wasn't already binding before the Council. But here's the first the loyalty oaths that I've seen. So most of this isn't going to sound all that noteworthy to people. You're going to hear a lot of, we love the traditional Mass, the traditional sacraments, that kind of thing. But listen carefully. Let me know what you think of this. Sign the letter in support of the traditional Latin Mass to Bishop Malesic. Dear Bishop Malesic, we are Catholics of the Diocese of Cleveland who love and support the traditional Latin Mass. We are grateful to God to live in the Diocese of Cleveland, where the Latin Mass has flourished. We are also grateful to Your Excellency for your continued support. In particular, we are thankful for your July 19th letter allowing the continuation of the Latin Mass in our diocese for the time being. We love our Church and the Mass, and we recognize the validity of the liturgical reform. We have especially been spiritually nourished by the traditional Latin Mass. We have found the Mass of the Ages to be beautiful and reverent, drawing us more deeply into relationship with our Lord and helping us to grow in love for others. The Usus Antiquor has revealed to us in a magnificent way the glory of God, His holy sacrifice on the cross, the Eucharist, and the heavenly Paschal banquet. We feel that the extraordinary form clearly and wonderfully expresses these sacred truths to us, and it has helped us grow in holiness along the way. Many of us feel that we have fallen in love not only with the Latin Mass over the years, but also with the Gregorian chant and sung liturgy, the Latin language, the traditional liturgical calendar, and countless other facets of the Latin Mass, large and small. Above all, this form of the Mass loved by so many saints has led us to fall more deeply in love with Jesus Christ. We treasure the traditional Latin Mass as a sublime gift from God to His Church. Those of us who have less familiarity with the Latin Mass also wish to lend our voices in support of it. We remain hopeful that the Latin Mass will continue to prosper in the Diocese of Cleveland with your Episcopal blessing. 
we humbly ask that greater availability to the traditional Latin Mass may be provided in our diocese. Our access to the Latin Mass lies in the hands of God and your excellency. Yours in Christ, signed. And then it has sections here for your word is signed, to give your email, to provide your city of residence, your parish, your age, and some other uh, in in interesting information. But of course, by signing it, you affirm that you recognize the validity of the liturgical reform. Interesting. I'm not sure recognizing the validity of the liturgical reform is going to be enough, nor is it going to accomplish anything but pinching a little incense to pack a Papa Francis and his love fest with a Leviathan. But this isn't the only one people have reported seeing. Others are in the forms of surveys given out at parishes, asking if people recognize the validity of Vatican II. They never tell you what they mean by that. Do they mean that did the bishops meet as a body validly? I mean, sure, I guess that's easy enough. But do they mean that it was valid that they embraced concepts from the secular world and from our so-called separated brethren that the church formally rejected, repeatedly, and condemned before? That's a bit tougher to swallow, a bit tougher to say that that was valid, but those surveys are making the rounds too. Now let me know in the comments if your diocesan or FSSP parish or similar Latin masses have had surveys like that show up. Certainly not all of them have had them, I haven't seen one, but some of them certainly have. But Francis is going to enforce this decision. We just received word of Francis taking action to enforce Traditionis Custodis, and this is what I've been waiting for. I kind of wish Benedict had enforced some more on Pontificum. I mean, I really do. Headline from John Henry Weston's website. Vatican sources. Pope Francis will use spy system. Modernist cardinal to suppress tra traditional Latin mass. Now, for those watching on YouTube, our lovely hosts who are totally fair in everything they do and in no way biased, really dislike it when folks with our perspective use secular language to describe things. And I had to unfortunately cover up a word and replace it. But that story, like the rest, are linked in the show notes over at returntotradition.org. That's the name of this podcast with a .org at the end. We can read that. You can see the loyalty oath and all the rest of the things I use for this uh, video and all the rest that I do. But we're going to go over this piece and see what's going on here. Quote, In conversations with different sources, all of them Vatican experts or members of the Vatican who wish to remain non anonymous, we have learned that there is an expectation that Pope Francis intends to implant his, implement his modu proprio, essentially suppressing the traditional Latin Mass with the help of a spy system, and especially at the head of the Congregation of Religious, Cardinal João Braz de Aviz. Braz de Aviz has a record of harshly targeting tradition-oriented religious communities, most promptly the Franciscans of the Immaculate. In his July 16th modu proprio, in Article 7, the Pope gave the Congregation for Religious, as well as a congregation for divine worship, under Archbishop Arthur Roche, the duty to supervise the implementation of his instructions. Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, in his new response to the July 16th motu proprio, Traditionis Custodis, also speaks of the targeting of faithful communities that has been taking place under both Bras de Aviz and Pope Francis. He refers here to the fact that Pope Francis has now placed the communities dedicated to the traditional Latin Mass under the direct authority of Bras de Aviz as a sad prelude to a destiny that has already been sealed, end quote. For those interested, I have a, that letter fully recorded over on the audio side of things, the Vigano letter that's referenced here, which you can find on Spotify or Google Podcasts or Apple or Podbean or any of the major plot podcasting platforms. I tend to put things that are a little too spicy for this place over there. 
But Vigano was, as usual, being prescient here because he said that groups like the FSSP and diocesan groups would face this kind of pressure, and frankly, targeting that is unbecoming of a presumed pontiff to undertake. And here is how it is going to go. Quoting that piece some more. They will use the spy system. They are everywhere overly zealous ones who will report to Rome that somewhere the ancient rite is being celebrated, or they will accuse those bishops who do not intervene. The information gained by these spies, the source continued, will be used against those bishops who are any way already being regarded as unpleasant. The greatest damage will be done by Cardinal Bras de Aviz and his secretary, the source continued. They will accuse people of being against the Second Vatican Council or against the Pope. As one well-experienced Vatican observer, who has to remain unnamed, put it, I think the Pope will punish in every way possible any bishop who defies him directly. He has used his spy networks to good effect during his entire career, and he has never ceased. This source thinks that the Pope might even use accusations of inaction against Ted McCarrick-type issues as a tool to silence the resistant bishops. This source fears that the bishops of our day have already a weakened disposition to start with, and that they, therefore, might very well easily fall. End quote. And there it is. Disregard that Francis Keep McCarrick-type bishops and Pastor Jimmy Martin types in high-profile positions all around him. He will use that issue to ensure that your bishop who isn't acting against the faith, will fall in line. It's perfect, isn't it? But that's not all. There has been, in recent years in general, preaching from the pulpit about how we need to embrace this council, even despite its rather obvious bad fruits that are demonstrable as soon as you look at statistics for ordination, entry into religious life, or even basic things like baptism and the use of the nuptial sacrament. Everything is going down, down, down. Yet we are told to embrace it, despite... Our Lord's, as always, wise words about knowing something by its fruits. As Dan Millay, writing over at the revamped 1 Peter 5, says, As long as we pinch perfumed Vatican II into the France in 1789 in the church, to paraphrase Cardinal Swenens, we can have peace. But what will we get? Anything we want. Quote, The German bishops promote heresy daily. They are still free to teach, preach, and charge money for sacraments as they please. James Martin S.J. is a darling at the Vatican right now, despite consistently promoting teachings at odds with the Catholic Church. As for all those monsters at the Vatican busy using their illicit James Martin phone apps, the, phone, the Pope seems in no rush to oust them from their positions. Now imagine if, say, Father James Martin came out tomorrow and publicly questioned why Gaudium et Spes sounds more like an Enlightenment manifesto than an official Catholic proclamation. He would learn, within hours, that the Vatican does not build bridges towards such criticism. Martin knows better. He does not question Gaudium et Spes, just Catholic morality in general, and so he is a free man. The game is simple. Love Vatican II, and then do what you will. End quote. And that is the truth. The German bishops are free to do what they will. Francis embraced what they're doing. In fact, I've got a story tomorrow for you to tell you, shows you just how much he is really embracing it. And James Martin, as we know, is free to espouse the morality of sins that cry out to heaven, that those of us who want to adhere to the traditional Catholic faith and recognize the duties the faith places on us in our lives, well, we can ask for that old-time religion, but we are denied it. Because at this point, everyone knows this isn't about the language of the Mass, it is what the Latin Mass represents. The liturgy is the expression of the faith. It is the manifestation of the theology of the Church in the Mass. It's really as simple as that. And as many have pointed out, Francis, in doing this, has proven that the hermeneutic of continuity was never real at all. And what the new Mass represents is a new faith. And we are expected to pinch incense to that. Will you sign the loyalty oath? Have you seen one of these surveys in your parish? Let me know your thoughts on this in the comments, please. 
I've heard reports of these from all over the U.S. and Canada mostly, but I've also heard reports from parishes run by the Society of St. Pius X, the SSPX, where the priest will tell the parishioners to welcome new people with open arms because their parishes are getting flooded. And telling people not to engage in any no, I told you so's, which is the proper response here to be sure. But let me know what you thought, think about all of this in the comments, and uh, like, subscribe, and if you haven't, hit that bell. It actually does help. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.